0: Hello, and welcome to the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care looks like fast food drive through for dinner and staying up a little late to finish a really good book. And I hope that you're taking time out of your week to care for yourself as well. And I am so thankful you're here listening today. This podcast was created to Give you a peek into therapy topics on your time. Sometimes counseling topics can seem a little distant or unrelatable or maybe even a little scary. And my goal as a counselor was just to break that down, make it very relatable, and hopefully you can walk away with something to apply to your week ahead. I say it every week. This is no substitute for actual therapy, which I do hope you're pursuing. But my goal is that this podcast can be a supplement for your mental health And maybe that you can learn something. All right, let's jump into today's episode, which I have titled Name That Fear. Yes, I did look into some game show music to go behind that, but that all costs money. So just use your imagination. We are entering the game show of Name That Fear. In all reality, I do want to talk about the importance of figuring out and naming a fear that might be motivating some of your behaviors. What I mean by that is I'll have clients or even in my own life, I will hear about behaviors or see behaviors that don't really make sense or seem to have more layers to it. But often we don't go beyond just the surface level of why don't you want to do that? Or why do you always do it that way? Typically, it's some level of fear that is driving that behavior so if you can name what that fear is you are well on the road to making necessary changes as always i can't present a concept without giving you an overload of examples but today i do have a few for this because sometimes it's really easy to name a fear so let's just say you don't like going to the dentist because the fear is it's gonna hurt or they're going to tell me I have a cavity and I have to have another procedure, or I'm going to drool out my mouth and that's embarrassing. Or even in my own life, I had a panic attack at a dentist's office because the mouth guard was too big and I was panicking that I couldn't swallow. It was a whole thing. So situations like that, it might be a lot easier to name the fear. I don't like going to the dentist because I'm afraid it's going to hurt or I'm going to have a panic attack. And you know I take panic attacks seriously. I'm not laughing them off. I'm just saying, that's a very real fear for me. But what about fears that aren't as easily to place or to understand? Why do you wear the clothes that you wear? Maybe on a practical level, you name the fear of, I'm afraid of not being seasonally appropriate, which is definitely not a fear on my 11-year-old's radar who wore shorts in the cold today. So, (laughs) but really peel back a layer. No pun intended. Why are you wearing the clothes that you wear? You're going out with some friends or coworkers and you feel like you need to dress a certain way. Maybe the fear is that you will stand out and not in a good way. Or maybe the fear is they'll know I can't afford super nice clothing. Or maybe the fear is I just won't fit in Or the fear. And I'm talking, this can be superficial things too of, hey, maybe I'm super out of style. Maybe that's the fear. What I'm saying is when we don't understand what might be driving or motivating our hesitancies or kind of our increased heart rate, that's fear. That's anticipating something that we think might happen. Not quite fortune telling like I did in a few episodes back, but. Naming the fear weakens it. Just setting it out there. You know what? I'm really concerned about my clothing and I've changed five times because I want to impress these people and I'm afraid that my outfit might affect that. It gives it less power because you might stand back and say, you know what? Just me being me is what they want. It's not my clothing. It's not what color my sweater is. And that's a very surface level one, but I want to ease into it. So obvious would be more like the dentist. Clothing might be a more superficial one of my fear is how others will perceive me. Let's take it a step deeper. When our children misbehave. If you have kids, this can be very impactful in the way you view yourself and the way you enter situations or environments. Why does it bother us so much? When our kids act up in public, or even in our own homes, name that fear. The fear is, I'm not doing a good enough job. The fear is, other people are going to judge the way I'm parenting my child. The fear is, I don't always know what I'm doing. What is it in your life? Peel back the layer a little bit of, man, this really bothers me when my kids do X, Y, and Z. Okay. The counselor and me would say, okay, why? What's really going on there? What's the fear of we're out in public. They act up. My fear is fill in the blank. What is it for you? And another example, whether you don't have kids or this is just another one that might apply to you is saying no to a commitment, to an opportunity, to a social situation. If I say no, I'm afraid that fill in the blank. I'm afraid that I'll get kicked out of this organization. If I say no, I'm afraid I will be looked at as lazy. Or maybe if I say no, my fear is that it won't get done. So naming the fear that is driving the behavior or this urgency to say yes to a lot of things What is it? What is it for you? If I say no to this social outing, my fear is that they won't keep asking anymore, or they'll think I'm being rude or selfish or whatever, fill in the blank for you. I think you might be getting the idea of name that fear. I'll give you one more example. And this one happens often with our spouses, friends, children, parents, basically anyone. But if I don't end that argument or get my point across, my fear is blank. If I don't finish that argument, he's not going to know where I stand. If I don't finish that argument, I'm not going to prove that I am right. If I don't get that last word, my fear is that things will just go unsaid. If we don't finish this argument, my fear is that we're just going to keep growing further and further apart. I hope you see that I'm painting the picture on both sides. It's not all about selfish gain. It's not about always putting yourself second and others before you. Fear is not a bad thing. Fear can be our friend because it protects us from certain situations or it warns us of something that could be dangerous debilitating fear, irrational fear, that's where the problems happen. But I don't want fear or anger to ever get thrown out the window because we need these emotions. We need things that are naturally wired in us to protect us from nature, from certain environments. But the step that usually gets missed is naming the fear. When you feel a pause, when you feel A really strong, I need to do this, or I don't need to do this, or I'm afraid to do this. Name that fear. Name it because that weakens it or it gives it clarity. This is going to be a two-part topic. So right now in the week ahead, I want you to focus on naming fears. When a situation pops up, when you say, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, name the fear. What is the fear if you do it? What is the fear if you don't do it? Is there a fear at all? I'm not saying that fear drives your entire life, but in moments of hesitation, of pause, of strong reactions to other people's opinions or anticipation of what other people might be thinking, name the fear. In my experience in therapy, naming a situation, bringing it out into the light makes it less mysterious, makes it less scary, helps you see if it's rational or not. And that's step one of this process. Next week, we will jump into what to do once you name the fear. But for now, I want you to peel back the layers a little bit when you have pause, when you get nervous about going to the dentist, what what really is the fear there? When you're hesitant about what you're going to wear or You're not sure if you even want to go in that social setting, you can name the fear. When our kids act up and we want to crawl into a hole, we can name what's the fear motivating that reaction. We can have a clear picture of if I say no to something, either what am I avoiding or what am I feeding? And then having the final say in an argument. If I don't finish this argument or this conversation, what is the fear? If I do finish it, what is the fear? We are layered, complicated, amazing people. And doing a little bit of self-digging and naming things helps bring awareness to all the situations in our life. And you can help your spouse or help your kids or help your friends through situations too by just saying, name that fear. If you want to act, you know, Like you're a sparkly game show host, that's even more fun (laughs) of name that fear. But getting in the practice of doing that on a regular basis can be really helpful and empowering. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on social media, The Convenient Counselor, or on my website, convenientcounselor.com. But I really appreciate you listening today. And as always, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next time.